Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good morning, Jamie. How are you? Good. Lots of breaking news. Oh my this gosh, what a busy day, right? Yeah. So yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit busy this morning. Uh, thanks everyone for being here. Of course, we're going to talk about Brittany Griner and the trade uh, coming up here, and I'm not talking about in the WNBA the prisoner swap, in which she was released and on her way home now. Happy for Brittany and her family, um, but uh, I've got some questions, and we're going to talk about that later on in the show at 9:05. Stephen Richard, Maricopa County Recorder, joins us. We're going to talk about ideas and how to expedite results for the election, and also talk about how Maricopa is dealing with the issues that happen on election day. So we'll talk with him about that coming up at 9.05. Um, Brittany Griner was exchanged for a prisoner who was doing it a minimum of a 25-year sentence for terrorism and gun running and targeting U.S. citizens on behalf of drug cartels. Um, and also left behind was a former United States Marine. So there, I've got some questions. I will say this. I'm happy for the Griner family. I don't want to see any American held captive by the Russians. I'm an American. I back any American that is being held by them. They are our sworn enemy. Vladimir Putin hates America, has always hated America. Um, he was a part of the Russian government as a KGB uh, leader or head of – I don't know if he was the head of the KGB, but he was in the KGB and a leader in that community um, during the Cold War when Russia was defeated by Reagan, the Reagan administration. It was done without firing a shot, and the entire regime uh, dissolved. So he is headed out for America. He hates America. He has been a sworn enemy of ours for his entire life. And so I don't wish any American ill, and I certainly don't wish any American to be taken by the people of Russia. That being said, you have a United States Marine who has been falsely accused, according to him and anybody else that knows him, of espionage doing a sentence. Uh, he's been there much longer than Brittany Griner was. He is ser- has served his country as a Marine, and he still sits there. She was traded for an arms dealer that is was convicted of targeting U.S. citizens. So this is a little bit bothersome. Is this is this completely a political maneuver? Um, I, I, I would love to be able to talk to more people about this because this is not just about saying that I disagree with the president and his politics. This has nothing to do with that. Um, I'm glad that Brittany Griner is on her way home. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her family and friends, and I'm glad she's coming home. But how – how does anybody legitimize, how does anybody condone that the release of a, of a professional athlete who actually committed a crime – now, I don't believe she committed a crime that rises to the level of nine years in a prison camp, but she took cannabis into Russia. And so how, how do we say as Americans that it was a good thing to release her before we release a U.S. Marine? And why is it that we're going to trade someone who is a convicted arms dealer, that is a convicted terrorist, in that prisoner exchange? How is it a fair exchange? Somebody that had marijuana on them for someone that got convicted of terrorism in the U.S. Again, you can have your feet in a couple of boats. I'm asking the question that everybody that's celebrating the release of Brittany Griner, how do you in good conscience say that this is the right thing to do? If you're going to trade, if you're going to trade an arms dealer, if you're going to trade someone that's committed crimes like that and is serving that kind of a sentence, who, by the way, is going to get home to Russia to a hero's welcome, he will, he will land in Russia to a hero's welcome. How in the world do you say that we should trade that for a professional athlete 
that we shouldn't hold out for a former United States Marine. It doesn't it doesn't seem to fit. Um, I joked earlier this morning, I said, you know, if uh, if um, you keep making trades this bad, you're going to be GM of the Diamondbacks next. And that was a joke, but it's not funny. So I can say with all confidence that I'm glad that Brittany Griner is on her way home. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her family and friends. But I can also be disgusted that we left behind a United States Marine. And I can't imagine that anybody out there that has served in the United States military doesn't look at this and say, how does an athlete take precedent over a Marine that's been there much longer? His family's got to be disappointed. The president did mention um, and this. I want you to hear what he said. This is um, this is the president talking about this guy, this uh, Paul Whalen, who is being held still. We brought home Trevor Reed when we had a chance earlier this year. Sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Britney's. And while we have not yet succeeded in securing Paul's release, we are not giving up. We will never give up. So and then if you want to give the president the benefit of the doubt, give him the benefit of the doubt in this case. Are they saying there's no way in the world they're releasing this Whelan guy? So then you don't leave Brittany Griner behind because they're not going to release this other guy in, under, under any circumstances. That would be the only thing here. But how do you take such a high-level prisoner as this terrorist that's doing 25 years and say it's a fair trade for a professional athlete? I want every American home. We should have no American. We should not tolerate as a society. We should not tolerate this from from Russia. But it's something else. This is this is the president saying he's going to continue to negotiate. We remain in close touch with Paul's family, the Whelan family. And my thoughts and prayers are with them today. They have to have such mixed emotions today. And we'll keep negotiating in good faith for Paul's release. I guarantee that. So when you uh, when you look at what's happening, I want you to hear a little. This is why I want you to hear a report on why Paul Whelan was arrested. The Whelan family, of course, has put pressure on the administration as well. He was arrested in 2018. He has been held there ever since. He was accused of spying. The Russians claim they found a USB drive on his person that included the names of intelligence officers. Uh, he has really been in the news with Brittany Griner. And this is where and this this is just to me, it is it's difficult to swallow. If I were in the Whalen family, I would be I would be happy again. I would be thrilled for the Griner family. There's no way you can have be in that position where you have a loved one that is wrongfully imprisoned in a foreign country. Brittany Griner forced into a, a penal colony, a labor camp where she was forced in hard labor looking at nine years and not be happy for that family. You can be happy for someone else and say, I'm glad this is working out for you. I'm glad this went this way for you and still say that you are disappointed in what's happened what's happening with your family the politics of this is ugly it just looks ugly and again the circumstances as to why the president saying that they are treating the Whalen case differently than they are Griner but then you have to go to the swap as well at what point do you say there is no way that we are trading a terrorist, someone who is fo- focused on killing Americans on behalf of the drug cartels. 
a, 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 a foster of war. This is somebody that starts wars and keeps wars going and, and is part of the most heinous crimes on the planet and terrorism and other things. How do you say that that's a fair trade? I, I just don't understand it. So here is uh, um, here is uh, Aaron Katursky explaining this uh, this prisoner swap. Brittany Griner was freed from Russia in a prisoner swap with the U.S. who exchanged arms dealer Victor Boot. He was arrested by the DEA in Thailand in 2008 and convicted by federal prosecutors here in New York. Boot was a kingpin in the global arms trade during the 1990s, fueling some of the world's bloodiest conflicts, mainly in Africa. Griner had been serving time in Russia after she was found with two vape cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage. Her arrest coincided with international sanctions on Russia after its invasion of Ukraine. So that's where we stand. So that's where it's at. We're going to talk about this quite a bit this morning. We're going to get reaction. Um, Sheriff Paul Penzone was on this morning with Arizona's Morning News. Um, our, our news team is also talking with other leaders in Arizona about this. We'll be bringing you more throughout the day. What we're going to do in a moment, we're going to go shift to the economy. Uh, economists are saying we are already in a housing recession. That may be nationally, but where do we stand here in the Phoenix metro area, in the valley? We'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. If you've got a pet and you'd love to send us your photos of the pet you're proud of, you can send them right now. You could, do 100, you could win a $100 gift card. Head to the contest page at KTAR.com for complete details and submit your pet pics. Economists say a U.S. housing recession has already arrived. But the question is, the question is, what is happening here in Arizona? We're in kind of a different place because we have a housing crunch. We have a lot of people moving here. We have a shortage of housing. Rent is very high. Mortgages are high, but people are buying homes. So when you look at these stories and it talks about the Phoenix area, we are in a little bit of a different place. Low supply. The surge in interest rates has pushed both buyers and sellers out of the housing market. Buyers have been priced out. They've retreated because they think prices might be lower in the future. But you also have home sellers who are moving away. But I don't know that that's going to happen here. I know that people are still buying homes. It has softened. It is not going at the rapid pace it was a year ago. But we are still seeing people buying and selling homes. What is happening in our economy there's two things that I find very concerning that now experts and economists are talking about at when they happen together is very scary. Credit card debt hits an all-time high just as U.S. savings rate plummet to a 17-year low. So um, – while the traditional views is B-grade economic indicator, the monthly consumer credit report from the Federal Reserve has become a closely watched signal of consumer health. I'm reading from a Zero Hedge story. Um, as the latest cr- consumer credit report by the Fed released moments ago showed in October, the trend continued. Total consumer credit rose $27.1 billion above last month's $25.8. Um, and while non-revolving credit student car and car loans – Rose by a small 17 billion. Um, it is above the 12 month average and people's savings are down. So people are in a much worse place economically. And that's where I guess that's the part that I'm focused on with this is I understand the job market is strong. I've said before, I don't want to see a full blown recession. I would hate to see America start to regress and retreat in our, in our jobs and our economy. We are slowing the economy down by raising interest rates. The job market remains strong, but people are taking 
taking second and third jobs. That's part of that job growth are people that are having to take a side hustle in order to make ends meet, to keep their heads above water. So you're seeing this climb the economic ladder. It always strikes the most financially fragile first. That makes the most sense. People are at the lowest end of the economic ladder are the ones that are affected first by these kind of high prices and people begin to fall through the cracks. But as we see this climb the ladder and you're seeing more of the middle class with you know two income homes that are making decent money having to change the way they do things and put necessities on credit cards, it weakens the U.S. economy. Lack of discretionary income, lack of spending, people focused on the necessities, people having to use credit cards to buy the necessities is a scary proposition. It is a scary proposition. And that's the biggest concern that people are having right now is where does it end? Because we continue to see, and we're going to talk later on a little bit about um, some of the policies that are happening. The president of the United States says there will be no fossil fuels being used in new government buildings in 2030. Um, We are seeing in Germany they are reducing the amount of fertilizer that can be used to fertilize crops, and they're doing this because of climate change. So what that does, we're going to see a beef shortage possibly. A lot of these things are contributors to what's happening with the cost of food. The war in Russia and Ukraine has limited the supply of, of wheat. We understand that that's a big indicator or a big contributor to this as well. But what in the end, what is the when can we expect to see some relief? And when the policies, again, this is when I talk about policy, the president of the United States is continuing with policies that he knows will either increase prices or keep them high. There are things that can be done, but there is no backing off the agenda. They are going full steam ahead. This is where my questions are. I don't blame – if you listen to the show, um, I try to be fair. I don't blame the president for everything. There are a lot of things the White House is saying that is contributors to this, um, to what's happening with inflation. They're right about. They are contributors. But what are you doing to reverse it? That's the question. Pumping all that oil out of the strategic oil reserve. Was that a good idea? We're going to have to buy that oil back, put it back in the reserve, which means you're going to inflate prices in the short term when you have to start buying that oil and putting it back in the strategic reserve. Was that a good idea? Is it a good idea to continue down the road with your climate policies that are tying the hands of the fuel companies, the fossil fuel, the oil companies in America, causing prices to be higher? A lot of these policies, uh, even some in the you know, worldwide policies, are contributing to what we're seeing happen. And are we going to stay on that same track? And the answer is yes. It is the belief of the people that are doing this that the number one issue facing the world is climate change. And these dramatic things are not going to change. And the middle class – and the working class will pay for this. That's It's just the reality. You're going to have to deal with that reality. Gatos is going to join me in a moment. It's the big Q poll question of the day. And then just after 9 o'clock, Stephen Richer, Maricopa County Recorder, joins me to talk elections. We're going to do all that coming up here in a few moments. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Good morning, Gatos. Hey, good morning. Big news with Brittany Griner. Crazy. You know, I never know what I'm going to wake up to uh, every day. You know, it's so crazy, the world that we live in. Uh, but this has been such a story. And i, I got to tell you, man, I'm just glad she's out. I, I, I think a lot of Americans are glad she's out. This is, a, this is a big political story, too. I'll get to my cue. You ready for my cue? Sure. Let's get to it. So we got Phoenix Mercury star Brittany Griner freed uh, in a prisoner swap with Russia. I think, hey, it's amazing. Thank God. 
Uh, B, Biden traded a guy called the Merchant of Death. He's too dangerous to give back. And then C, uh, Marine veteran Paul Whalen has uh, been in uh, a Russian uh, custody for four years. Why wasn't he part of the deal? It's all. I think we're all thinking all three, aren't we? Yeah, that's. I was going to say I've I've got a little piece of all three. One of the things I said first off this morning is I'm happy for Griner and her family and her friends. I think anybody should be. We should never want as Americans want another American in the custody of the Russians. And no. and so I'm glad she's out. But man, you're talking about possession of marijuana versus a guy that's a known terrorist. I mean, it's 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 such a disparity, you know, in in, in what they've done. And you would have thought that the U.S. could have bargained for Paul Whalen as well. Well, I mean, I was, you know, reading up on this before, you know, hitting the air with you and, um, you know, it seemed like this was the deal, take it or leave it. And if you're Joe Biden and, you know, you've, you know, you're, you and everybody else have been talking to Russia and this is the deal, you, I don't, you can't leave the deal on the table. I, for me, I don't leave the deal on the table. I think you got to get an American out of there. Uh, I think that, that Whalen not being part of the deal is, is brutal. It's, it's horrific. But I think if you have a chance to get an American out of Russia, you have to take the deal. Yeah, we gave a pretty bad guy, uh, to the Russians. There's no doubt about it, but, you leave it on the table? I don't know how you leave it on the table. But I don't is know how you this, leave that deal on the table. What happens now? This is the other part of it, though. What happens if this guy, this uh, the the merchant of death, yeah. what, Boot is his last name, what happens if he's back on the warpath? What happens when he returns to Russia to a hero's welcome, but then we find out he's back out there funding terrorism and uh, helping the cartels and fostering war? Hey, he's an arms dealer. Right. Yeah, he's, you know, I think the merchant of death nickname doesn't <laughs> doesn't help a lot. I think people see that and they're like, oh, I guess this is really a bad guy, but he yeah. is really a bad guy. I don't know. you got to ask yourself, if it's your family member who's yeah. in Russia, do you want the president to leave this deal on the table? And I think most of us would say, yeah. no, I don't want him to leave it on the table. But yeah. there's a lot that goes into this. There is a lot that goes into it as well. You're, you're absolutely right. It's a great question. I, I'm glad you got such a timely one up there, and uh, we'll talk again tomorrow. Okay, see ya. Thanks, Gatos. That's the big Q poll question, and it's brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, we talk with Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer about elections. All that's coming up.